It is the Incredible Hulk Podcast. My name is Eric Hulkren, and on this episode, Brian Kelly joins us. And if you are not familiar with Brian Kelly, he is a photographer, a director, a filmmaker, a husband, a father, and all-around amazing human being and a dear friend of mine who also does a podcast called Full Exposure with Brian Kelly and has fantastic guests. So he will talk about a couple of those episodes, but if you want to go find it, you can do it at fullexposurepodcast.com. And without further ado, let's get into tonight's episode. This is the Incredible Hulk Podcast. There are aspects of my personality that I can't control. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The Incredible Hulk Podcast. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Don't tell television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. The Incredible Hulk. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. Podcast. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. Hear the music. Oh, it's real. This got real, baby. It sure did. Ah, uh, are we rolling? We're. I mean, we're I'm always rolling, dude. How are you? I'm good. Is are we on the Microsoft Network right now? Uh, we are on the Microsoft Network, but I'm I'm dumping it onto a hard drive because I don't necessarily love the audio from the Microsoft Network, but I love the ability that um it sounds better than my phone. So. Okay. All right. Well, let me know what you think. I'm downstairs in. Uh... Face bunker. I love it. Yeah. So she's over there being uh, quiet as a mouse. Ooh, you're rocking the LaCroix. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, and I'm wearing a box water hat, so You're just you're you're all sorts of sponsored today. Dude, I mean if there's a water product out there I could sponsor, (laughs) I want I'm, I'm open to a I'm, lot of. I'm open. starting. I'm, open. I'm opening a boxed water, pouring it into a Lacroix, mixing it with a bubbly, and then washing it down with uh, Powerade. Right. <laughs> Some vitamin water. I don't know. I mean, we'll try to be healthy. We'll make healthier choices. I'm just saying, I'm open. I'm open to endorsing <laughs> I, anything. I'm open to whatever comes my way. I'm open to all of it. Yeah, I'm good. Feel good. So, um, I, I saw your Facebook Live. So, I have I have a quick question for you before we sort of get going, um, and that is, uh, you mentioned the PM Dawn guys. Yeah. Uh, I I would like you to name another song other than this one, since you said that you're a huge fan. Oh, all right, okay, okay. There's do a not got go- a memory bliss. That's what we're playing right now. Okay, and then there's um. They had one. They had uh, one other hit. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and you know what's funny is I'm re- as I've gotten older, I get I don't remember any song title, but I have yes. to say, Faith, is there any way I can hear that audio uh, for her? Because we play this song all the time. I think yeah, you- is that a drift? PM on Facebook all the time. I do play it. PM bomb. Anyway. There I just go. don't know song titles, so you know if you want to come at my street cred, I, I'm coming at your. Cred. I was coming. I, I figured I'd start hot, right? Because if if there's one thing podcast right. between you and I uh, start with, it's you know you and I deciding to fight first before we have any real conversation. So I figured we'd start there. Yeah, well, I I just identify with PM Don because the lead singer R.I.P. By the way, yes, uh, was a was a shapelier man. And, uh, you know, a full <laughs> figure like myself. So shout out to all the PM Donners out there. He was, he was legit. He was. So how is, uh, how's the quarantine going for you? 
quarantine's good. I kind of, well, not good. Uh, <laughs> such a standard reaction, right? Hey, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. awesome, man. I love it. We're having a great time. I've been home for 429 days and uh, love yeah. it. Oh, I love it. It's like it's everybody's stock answer. Hey, how you doing? Oh, great. Ah, Things man, are awesome. It's, it's awesome. Things aren't good. Yeah. Uh, no, I, overall, we had, uh, Faith had had some surgery four and a half weeks ago, and we she's on some major bed rest for six weeks. So I feel like first two weeks before all this was uh, serious or in, in Michigan. Sure. We, we were in isolation a bit, taking care of her. She can't walk. She's in a, in a hospital bed for a while while she can't weight bear on her legs. But, you know, we're getting through it. Now it's just controlling. I'm fine. Life. I'm totally fine. We're going to so. practice. <laughs> Faith, we're going to try to practice the church mouse thing. <laughs> she, she I, I, I just appreciate her screaming that she's fine and for you to be quiet. Like, I'm fine. Just she, knock, knock it off. Yeah. So I, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're sort of practiced in it right now, but like, um, I don't know. Yeah. It's just surreal times, right? I have no idea what, uh, what's happening to our business, uh, day to day. It's, um, who knows? It's how long we're out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what was interesting about, about this is I was, I was thinking I went for a run at lunch today and I was thinking on the run, I'm like, well, this should be this should be fine for Brian and I because Brian and I see each other once a year when we do each other's podcasts, and other than that, we talk every day. But it's always digital. Like we, I don't think we've seen each other in person more than once a year since I've known you. Yeah, now that you're, I used to do uh, work a bit. Your wife's in marketing, and occasionally do photo shoots for her old company, and then occasionally I bump into you. Uh, just randomly, if I happen to be at her place of work. And now, you know, that's changed. And so I, who knows? Yeah. I think we, uh, I think that's the key to the friendship is not <laughs> is, being together is socially distancing on a permanent basis, being able to mute, uh, certain <laughs> things, uh, until you're ready to deal with them. So how are you guys doing? Uh, you know what? I think it's, I think it's good. I mean, last week, um, and I'm, I'm sure when, when you guys got home with faith, the first week was probably disconcerting and hard to kind of na- manage in a different way but I think last week was was difficult because you've got kids at home and you've got in our house we have uh, Angie's sister so you've got three full-time employees and two children who need to be homeschooled <laughs> so it's like how, yeah, how, do, yeah. how do we do that and then I figured it's out like, then I figured out that none of these hours actually count so I just let them be educated by Fortnite, and it solved all of my problems so like I, I, what you know? Seriously, what are the expectations for parents to be homeschooling? I, they, well, clearly they none. If none of this actually counts, rolling forward, you know. Hopefully, we can all congregate in August and September uh, for school again, and let's just call it good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I was telling a friend right before we started. I'm like, look, they learn geometry. They've got to build in Fortnite, and then they have to measure distance to snipe people that they're shooting so they got math there so like i'm, I'm doing two two math problems yeah. in one like it's fine also yeah sniping people is a good stress reliever it helps you know yes. sort of uh take the tension out yep when you're sniping people dressed as a dinosaur or john wick or all that stuff sort of just like loosens you up right you're yeah you're limber yes you're limber sociopath which so, is great yeah. yes because everyone who plays that game is a sociopath <laughs> if you guys don't know brian kelly is 77 years old if you didn't know that so oh. I am. I am. <laughs> but uh, I feel 
what so what are you doing creatively right you've been you, you've been putting out episodes of the podcast that you've clearly had ready to go i guess or getting ready to go yeah um the recent one we did we sort of rushed together that was with dr peter Hahn of metro yes. health yep. the university of michigan health and that one's out which um i don't mean to pimp it out only in that it has some very relevant information that's from the perspective of a ceo of a massive healthcare system in west michigan and so his concerns and perspective about preparedness and what the community can do to help each other is very very timely he's also just a cool dude and was a good conversation so uh you can go to fullexposurepodcast.com and look at dr peter hans episode it's a shorter one that one was sort of rushed together. That was a creative thing. I am going to, uh, kind of in the spirit of crisis communications, do another one with another top leader from Metro Health. Uh, cr- otherwise, creatively, I'm doing some dumb Facebook lives. I'm um, yeah, but re-editing. I, but, but like, I, you know, I would like people seem to really like it. You know, like you say, it's dumb, but I, I think whatever you can do to kind of alleviate stress for people for 50 minutes. Well, I think you you know me well enough. I don't like to like. Oh, I, you know, I don't have the perspective of like, oh, it'll be great. People really enjoy if I go on Facebook lives. I I don't have that perspective. I'm sort of just putting it out there as like, okay, listen to me ramble about stuff and react to comments. And if people enjoy it, great. But one thing that came out of it, which I'm going to do is some people, there were some photographers that hopped on the Facebook live today. They asked if I would do a critique of their work. And now I'm going to do an event. Uh, which I'll put up sometime on Facebook later today in a day or two where you can send me a photo and I'll talk about it and critique it. And my hesitation, of course, was like, well, what does it matter? Like I, I, what I think of your work or that particular image. But um, I've benefited from critiques over the years. And I also, I say it like, what does my opinion matter? Because I'm still working hard on my work. I'm still trying to get better myself. So for me to speak into other people's work is still a hard thing for me to sure. say, you know, but uh, to the extent that people want me to look at their images and talk about them, uh, I'll find the positivity in it and I'll have something constructive to come out of it. So that should be fun. I don't know. I think, I think right now as I'm just sort of trying to force myself like you are with your daily podcast, connect with people and make stuff, you know, and uh, it's not about getting the biggest audience. It's about just uh, five people or 50 people or 500 people connect to it. Fantastic. But, you know, now's the time to collect more little little miniature things behind you. The, you know, are phone. you trolling? Are you looking for deals? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not looking for deals right now, no. Are you, are you flipping? Are no, you I'm not, no, I'm not doing any of that stuff. I, flipping is not in my nature. I, I find it to be extremely stressful and not fun at all. So I don't, yeah, flipping is not a thing I do. I've tried it a couple of times, but I, it stresses me out. All right. So I'm curious how, you, you know, with your social media um, role, with your social media role at MLive, what, um, how, how, and your marketing, you know, marketing director of social media at MLive, how do you, work now and how's that shifted for MLive? That's what I'm interested in. So, uh, I mean, I'm obviously, I'm working from home today. As you can see, Jack is rolling in here. Um, but, uh, for us, it's been, um, (coughs) trying to figure out, you know, I mean, like most companies is trying to figure out who is out there that is 
still able to do business and how can we help them do it in this complete chaos, right? Because there are, you know, if we pick the restaurant industry, there are still restaurants that are open. You know, how can we help? What can we do to help them? Because they obviously, they don't have money to spend on advertising. What can you do to help keep them open, right? So most of my focus personally has been, doing you know i've been doing some 15 minute calls with people as they need help and then myself and john and amy from the michigan's best team have been trying to pump out as much content to go these places are open go support these places and then as far as the other stuff it's whatever whatever the team needs at this point you know and that's sort of always been my role is like whatever whatever this team needs is what i will go create for them so uh things like you know i made the um i re-upped the Facebook live to show brands how to use the polling and the scheduling and the the questions, you know, which when you do that critique, that might be fun because you can have people run questions through your Facebook live, you know, so yeah. brands that have multiple locations or want people to know that they're going to be live. So I, you know, and it, I'm thinking like churches as Easter is coming up, right? They're not going to be doing services. People want to f- figure out when those services happen. You can schedule that stuff and tell them it's going to be Sunday at, 8 a.m. Yeah. or whatever, you know. Um, so it's, you know, it's been catch as catch can. I've been creating a lot more than um, meeting, which for me is right now is fun. You know, I, to your point, mm-hmm. like how long this lasts, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Like, how long I, are we going to be in our basements, you know? Right. And, yeah. And it's like how, you know, it gets, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Some days are better than others. Some days you feel like you've gotten a lot done and some days you feel like you've been distracted all day and you get three things done and feel like eh. yeah i mean the i the i can't underscore enough though how much my industry photography and videography is it's dead in the water yeah. like there is yep. nothing that we can't congregate no one's doing shoots if they wanted to do a shoot right now they are retooling their outlooks for the rest of the year what can they spend this quarter and everyone is throttling back what if it isn't an essential dollar that they absolutely have to spend they're not spending it right now and rightly so we're doing that as a household i'm doing that as a business person so we're all in the same boat but like in terms of being creative and a freelancer and the talk of bailouts and things don't affect me because the way my business is structured as an LLC, I'm not going to be able to get unemployment or any kind of bailout so there's some urgency around uh trying to think about the future but at the same time it doesn't feel like a great time to be um you know shaking the trees trying to get apples to fall out and get some work i i just think it'll happen organically and hopefully by my client network and just how long i've been doing this that work will naturally kind of flow back and that we're eager to get back at it but whether that's in april may june or august or even later who knows that's the uncertainty you know you have no idea and that's of course the the hardest part for everybody right because even um there's obviously many many people that are in your situation that are trying to navigate this and then after yesterday's announcement there are plenty of people or monday's announcement i should say you know there are plenty of people that lost their job on monday because organizations were sort of waiting for that that protection to do that um and, you know, they've got two weeks, but if we're not back in two weeks and we aren't, we're back in three weeks, if that, then what, yeah. you know? Well, the mixed messaging is hard too. You know, we went from this, um, you know, it's, and it's not political necessarily, but it speaks to crisis communication and how important it is to have, be speaking with 
one voice through any crisis or any type of management or leadership role uh, to have a unified voice that seems to be orienting people in a direction with as timely information as you can give them. There seems to be a lot of push-pull, which is creating more chaos and just uncertainty. And uh, the fact is we don't know. And I think, you know, primarily if your leadership is, is not human-centric, it's financially-centric, um, I don't know that we're in a good spot right now to uh, be have a safe and healthy community in the next five to eight weeks if everyone's like, hey, back to work. It's time to get the engine of the economy fired back up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's that to consider. And to your point, it's like um, it's hard to to dial back the last three years, three and a half years of tribalism in order to get anything done, you know, on every side of the aisle. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think that frustration starts to boil over some days more yeah. than, than others where you're just like, can we please just just do the thing? Can we go in that direction and figure out what we have to do as a collective? Yeah. And, you know, that's the problem with today is there's uh, it's hard to find. There's so much noise and tribalism that we can't. Uh, even if you have clarity of vision for a moment or a day or two, it's easily shifted by the winds of uh, anger and uh, and outrage. So, but as a small business owner and just someone who uh, I don't have the benefit of, of a salary, and it, you know, it's I want the economy back as soon. There's nothing more. Right. I would like to be back in two weeks and everything's throttled up and ready, raring to go and roaring to go, like, like President Trump said. But um, I don't want it at the expense of, uh, I mean, I, I need to get back to work, but at the same time, I don't want it at the expense of my parents and family members and people being unhealthy. It's just, um, it's not worth it. So it's a, it's a tough time. I don't know. Everybody's saying it's unprecedented, and I I hate that word because I use it a lot. But I it truly is the only word I can think of right now in our lifetimes. Eric, probably it's the most unprecedented situation we've had. Well, we were we were talking. I was talking with my friend Jim uh, on the the second podcast that I did, and and we were saying like this has some tentacles of nine eleven, but nine eleven was a finite moment, right? When it was over, yeah. we came together as a country and started to build momentum in the yeah. right direction this we don't have any idea right and i think the fact that we don't have yeah. any grasp on what this is and wh why it's growing and and yeah. for, for me it's like figuring out okay we're doing more testing so therefore more cases when does that shift so that the, the numbers that are coming out are new cases that just aren't non-tested cases so you have some sense of the scope of this not just the scope of right yeah yeah 9 felt like you know, we had an enemy, we were attacked. Um, you know, it was easy to point resources towards eliminating something or feeling safer. And this is an invisible, in, something invisible that we can't see. Um, and uh, it's just, um, it's harder. Um, one of my takeaways from this conversation I have with Dr. Peter Hahn is, you know, he's a physician CEO of a large healthcare system is, just how wrong, how much wrong information and how things take hold in the, in certain frames of mind and thinking. And an example of that is people saying, Oh, well, 30,000 people die of the flu. 
or car accidents or whatever, we should just let this run its course. You know, we're only going to save so many people anyway. It's just another virus, but they don't understand the importance of flattening the curve and not adding a whole nother catastrophic event on top of the routine hospitalizations that people already need. We only have about a million beds in the country. Right. Most of them are occupied. So where are you going to put uh, hundreds of thousands of new people if we do nothing about this? And it's going to be chaos. And we've seen it. We're seeing it in New York uh, already. And we're, we've seen it in Spain and Italy and China and Korea and all these places. They've had to mobilize very, very quickly to, because our healthcare systems are overrun. And you don't want to die of something stupid. Like if you have a mild heart condition, but the hospital system's absolutely overrun and they don't have enough staff supplies or beds, you can end up dying of something that is unrelated to COVID-19. But you should have survived, but you might not now because everything else is so critically amplified. So that's my soapbox. But anyway, it just speaks to how tough it is to message and crisis communications and and where now everybody can read anything in a tweet in a heartbeat and change their whole thinking about something without thinking about the science is, is really, really crazy or just how people act and move throughout the world in pandemics. So anyway, well, it sounded intelligent there, but I'm really not, but I'm just listening. I'm trying to key into not the media and I'm not trying, I'm trying to listen to people who know a lot about infectious diseases and pandemics. And, and then people in our healthcare system are going to have to care for people who have to be sick. And everything that they're saying over the last eight weeks has come true. And a lot of our messaging in the world right now, that's coming from Washington, D.C., has largely been proven to be inaccurate, magical thinking, and not what we need to hear right now as a country. So, um, and I say that without being political. I don't care what your politics are. That is a reality. That is a fact that uh, uh, what science has said is going to happen is happening and will continue to happen. And and the noise and the bluster of painting a, a, a magical picture is going to kill us every time. So what you're saying is I shouldn't swallow a penny and put a, a hairdryer up my nose to kill the virus? I heard that that, that you can do that. <laughs> you elevated the temperature of your nose. You could kill the virus. Yes. Then you swallow a penny, so you've got copper in your system, and it's all... It's all good, I friends. Copper surfaces, it's very difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, that's the bulletproof thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I heard it's that if you, do the penny, if you do the penny with Pop Rocks, I feel like that speeds it up, right? It sort of like eats at the penny quicker. That's why I'm drinking uh, sparkling waters now, LaCroix. It gets more action yeah, in there, there's, and it's like it kills stuff. Yes. It's like a dust storm. Uh, but it speaks in our world of the, you know, your your world and your expertise in social media and how messaging is created and and how content's created. All of that's content we're all swimming around in. Yeah, and it's a really interesting study about how we consume and believe information. Well, and we've you know we've created this 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 echo chamber, whatever echo chamber you live in. And we've gotten to the point and you and I have talked about this and I've obviously taught at Aquinas this for almost a decade is that in order to understand a situation to your point, you've got to go seek out experts and consume that, that information. 
And we've created a system where we don't do that, where I see a tweet or a Facebook post or an Instagram image or something on LinkedIn and I'm, I'm done when really you do have to stop for a second and then go look right. When you see a crazy story, you, you have to press the, the break a second and then go, okay, let me find that crazy story two more times. And then I can go, okay, this is clearly a real crazy story. Not yeah. just one, you know, especially when you're dealing with, and I, because I, I do think there is some benefit if you want to find kind of the bleeding edge of breaking news to the Drudge Report, but especially on Drudge Report, like some of that stuff, you sort of have to fact check some of it, right? You can get yeah. to the bleeding edge and see all the breaking news and kind of be ahead of the curve in one way, but if you're not willing to go do research, you're going to yeah. find that you're going to think you can eat a penny and put a hairdryer up your nose and, and things will be good. Yeah, and I 100% agree. And it also it also speaks to the the immense intentionality I have to have as an individual to be disciplined enough to go find those things because I have my buttons being pushed by my siloed beliefs and my own uh, my own more whatever my own perceived moral compass is on how to behave in the world. There's a lot of things pushing and prodding against who we are as people, no matter what you believe. And it's really hard to uh, say, okay, I, th- this this little nugget, this little article just uh, satisfies every part of my soul right now. And it may be untrue. And yep. to do the diligence to say, okay, uh, let me set this aside for two seconds. Don't hit reset the retweet don't amplify it for a moment and uh you know that's where i've really benefited from pot longer form podcasts with um cdc officials with uh you know infectious disease experts I, i've listened to a lot of stuff that really helped frame my thinking that was outside the bubble of commerce is important politics is important people are trying to get reelected. people are trying to move their own agendas with the bailouts and all this other stuff the, the science has been true from the beginning and um, but it's just an example of what you've talked about what I'm just trying to underscore is just it takes so much intentionality and discipline to try to be better informed with the information we consume because it's almost seems geared now to just get shoved at you as a funnel of your own beliefs and you just reinforces everything you believe but really what you should be doing is saying I'm skeptical of this I'm going to take two or three points of information and fully inform myself. And then I need to amplify something that is more vetted for my friend base and my social groups. And I I would, I would take it one step further to say, also go look at opposing viewpoints, right? Because that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, because I think that's the harder part, not just vetting the story going, okay, this, this article hits every one of the things I want to be true. I'm going to go see if it's true. Now go find somebody who thinks it's bullshit and read their point of view and go, okay, well, that's an interesting point. And that might help advise you, especially when we're trying to, you know, this is, this is a different time and a time that we're all scared. And we all, I mean, that's, that's the thing that I, I try and stay grounded in, right? Like no matter what your point of view is, these are all humans trying to do human things and figure out how to be a human amidst something they don't they don't understand even the cdc is understanding this one day at a time because they didn't know what it was two months ago Mm -hmm. 
And so we're not, you well, know, like my mom did that, the, the, you know, started to talk about the, the flu, you know, the flu kills. And this is when that was a super hot talking point three weeks ago. Right. And I said, yeah, but the flu has been around for a millennia. This thing's been around for 90 days. You have no idea what this is. We don't have any idea what this is going to do. Just to add on to that. The other thing about the flu that gets me uh, going and I never occurred to me until this started to come up as a meme, as a counter argument to not take COVID-19 seriously. And that was that, that we don't do much around the normal seasonal flu stuff, which is complete garbage. There's like, well, we don't, you know, there's 30,000 people a year die of the flu. And that's despite that in a capitalistic society, you can go to Meyer and get a free, free flu shot. You can go to your doctor's office, get a free flu shot. In a capitalistic American society, the fact that you can get anything for free underscores how important it is for everyone to go get the influenza vaccine. Yep. So the fact that we haven't had enough attention around the flu is a joke because everyone talks about it. Everyone talks about seasonal flu. Get your shots. Go to your doctor. You get a physical. They're like, did you get a flu shot? We just we talk about it so much that people just forget about it. And in light of COVID-19, and despite all those, sorry, to retract, despite all those efforts, still 30,000 people die every year of the flu. And that's how serious it is. And the fact that we use that now as a reason not to do much about COVID-19 and just go on and accept the number of deaths, whatever they are, is garbage. We haven't, all we're being asked to do, Eric, is stay inside. When has our country ever asked us to stay inside, watch Netflix, cook meals, learn learn a new hobby, be creative for three to five weeks, six weeks, something like that, and we can help save lives? It's really ridiculous how short-sighted, how impatient we are, and how selfish we are as a country that we some people are like, no, nah, can't do that. That's ridiculous. Well, it- counterpoint to that right um not not that here we go no no not that not that i think your points are wrong right but like you just said you're a small business owner who's not covered under under any of these smb loans that are rolling out that's got to be scary right and when you're scared you know and this is the thing that i've been trying to talk to businesses when i've been talking to them in the last week and a half like when you're scared you make really bad decisions Right. Yeah, and so it's sure. it's it's behoo of you to go for walks and go cook with your family and go listen to music and get out of that fear, because that's when you're going to make the bad decisions, because you're scared to death and you're going to go. Nope, I'm going to do this anyway, because I got to keep these lights on. I got to put food yeah. on my table and I don't know how to do that. And I keep thinking and I, I you know, I don't know. I've been telling the story for a week and I don't remember the name of the diner, but Wood TV eight here in town did a story on a diner and the guy essentially said like this goes on for a week I'm doing deliveries I'm okay goes on for a week and a half it's a little touch and go this goes for two weeks I'm not sure if I'm going to be here and understanding that razor thin margin that some of these businesses are living on underscores why we're continuing to make bad decisions as a society and can't just do this because what you know what's the choice you know right well yeah i you know i agree 100 percent, and it also comes down to the hourly worker and all that stuff who mm-hmm. lives on an even thinner margin than the entrepreneur who might have a line of credit they can dip into they might have savings more right. Credit, right you know whatever what are credit cards there's a lot of ways to stay alive for the a large percentage of the country 
they're they're already underemployed. We're underemployed. Working two, three jobs, both of which have probably evaporated. You know, um, it, those people are the thinnest edge, which really calls on the government not to. Um, again, this isn't political, but it's like uh, if you can use the massive tool of the government and all its resources for socially creating a social safety net now for people financially, um, physically through their well-being, being able to visit a doctor and to press pause on some things and be unique around helping people. That's the only way you can get to it. Otherwise, you're forced to out of fear and just survival to go back to work and because you don't have a choice because you're going to die either way or be homeless. And uh, I don't know. It's complicated. It's not easy. But I think if we focus on, uh, you know, the most uh, – if we can fo- focus on the, the most needy first, the most uh, vulnerable people first – and solve those problems incrementally we're gonna have that help all the way up through the top and but if we just create chaos for for the most vulnerable which is a large percentage of americans um and you know and we're all razor thin edges on terms of how long we can go without income sure we're gonna have to we have to solve it for for the most vulnerable first and um i don't know it's hard it's easy to be pessimistic in this time because you know We'll see. Well, and if I can pull the plane up a little bit, right? Like, so what do you, what are you doing? You know, well, I mean, we've been, you know, we've been a little bit on the pessimistic side. Like what, so what are you doing to not live in that fear bubble? Like, what are you doing to find joy and what are you doing to stay positive? And well, um, that's a good question. I, I am finding more solace in the arts and creativity. I'm trying to, look at film and media uh cinema from a different perspective the storylines the humanity the you know uh not to be too trite but but uh um was it you who i was talking to about uh fred rogers um you know look for the helpers type of thing yep you know a lot of positivity in terms of of how our neighbors are coming together and how just something as simple as, you know, I'm going to make my one critical run to the grocery store. If I ask two neighbors if they need anything, it saves two or three other trips to the grocery store and contact points. There's that. Um, You know, I'm excited, you know, just to get back to work. I'm excited about um, what I can do creatively and thinking about what's next you know and and it has been fun to be home with my kids this is you know they're gonna remember this forever i have a 20 year old yes 18 year old and a 14 almost 15 year old so um their perspective on this is gonna be amazing so we're trying to do what we can i'm eating a lot as you know um cooking i do a lot of cooking and grilling it's been fun but you know it's time to get back to work. I mean, mentally, uh, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's it's tough. And I don't mean that we should get back to work in the sense of the stock market for you know right. trying to uh, boost the economy. I just mean it's it's hard to uh, find that silver lining. How about you? Have you been able to? Where's joy? I, mean, I think we've you know, as a fathers, I think we've connected on that level just to look at yeah. your kids a little bit. 
you know, I mean, we, it's, it's fun to have the kids around, right? Even though they can be a distraction and, and hard to kind of focus, like you said, they'll, they'll never forget this. Um, and my daughter turned eight this past weekend. Um, so it was stressful to make it special, but we were, we were able to do that. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going out and playing with them in the middle of the day, which is something I can't do when it's a regular work day. Um, and, you know, just a little distractions like you and I were doing the podcast and Jack came down here to see what I was doing. Like, those are the things that don't happen when you're at the office yeah. and you're grinding and, and that stuff's been fun. And then I've been, um, we make, you know, we make a, a big meal for dinner is what we've been doing, like come together and kind of clear out the day. And then we've been, we take walks probably two or three times a day as a family, just take the dogs for a walk. So it's just kind of being together um, and getting out and playing in nature for a minute and then coming back and doing whatever needs to get done because like you said you, you've got to you've got to figure out a way to survive in this and and this is to your point like now is not the time to lay down and wait for this to be over because that's not going to work yeah yeah it's a moving ball and i think uh yeah i think it's stepping out of the media stream i i, I like i like twitter and i like the news fast reactions i like the razor point takes that people have on that particular platform but it does have a particular cloud that does build over throughout you yeah know, how much is it yeah i've been i've been finding um that it does and the the way i've been hacking at it is i've just been using i've been using tweet deck and then i just tweet i don't even look at any like here's the yeah. things i have to say today see you later everybody because i have no interest in going down into the crazy wherever you guys are going today so yeah yeah, it's important to unplug from from that narrative. Facebook too. Um, I'm restricting uh, how much I'm consuming just regular wall post comments and memes. I'm really kind of doing a good job of trying to scroll past that. But yeah, it's a uh, it's it's hard to stay positive. We we also have some special circumstances uh, going on with our with the kids, and so. Um, there's a lot of balls in the up in the air, but at the end of the day, a lot of silver linings. You know, this isn't we haven't sent uh, battleships and our soldiers overseas to go fight this thing. Um, you know, we can we can all do this together, and it's not a um, it, it's a different type of battle that doesn't require us to do much. That's why it's so unusual. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, I will, uh, I'll let you get back to your day, dude, but if people want to check out the podcast, where do they find it? Yes, they can go to a full exposure podcast.com or search on any audio platform, uh, just at full exposure podcast. It is a multimedia podcast. So the best experience is on the full exposure podcast.com website. There's video excerpts on there. There's the portraits I shoot of each guest before we sit down and have a conversation and uh and a bio of them so anyway that's uh, a nice way to get a, a nice snapshot of each conversation or you can listen to the whole audio episode awesome and that Thanks, my buddy. friends is the legendary brian kelly yes walking contradiction contradiction Lacroix with box water <laughs> well they're both they're both waters so i mean it's not really a contradiction but well one's but one's sparkling and one's flat so still not a contradiction Started with a fight, ended with a fight. That is a perfect yeah. podcast, my friend. Be, be, uh, this did not go well. Is that what was the name of yeah, the podcast? This is, uh, uh, what, sorry, what did you, uh, let me look it up. Hang on, because I wanted to get it right. Uh, we're not off to a great start is what we're calling this one. We're not off to a great start. <laughs> it's very true. Very, it's true. very true. 
All right, I love, buddy. Take care. I love you, my Talk friend. Be well. I'll talk soon. See ya. All right. Bye.